Thank you, VA. We have our own personal Aladdin uh, lantern right here. So, yay. Thank you. Yeah. Fabulous. <clears throat> I just want to take a moment. Because I did this morning, and now I get to do it with you all. And drink in your magnificence. You all are truly a remarkable community of people. From what I understand, we've been here since the 1920s, which is a remarkable feat in today's world. You've attracted an incredible minister in the form of Reverend Jones. Um, I've been among having conversations. We've had the opportunity to actually work with several of you, and it just warms my heart to come back to uh, Unity Spiritual Center of Westlake, Ohio. So thank you for allowing me to stand in the presence of Master. Yeah. Basketball fans, I heard y'all won a game last night. Yes. <laughs> you won. Well, actually, you won three. So tonight, with my basketball understanding, you're playing the Boston Celtics in Boston at 8:30 Eastern time. And so we're praying for divine order. As long as the Cavs win, right? <laughs> no preference, no attachment. Highly preferred. So, so with that, let's jump into this. So. Let's take a moment and just reflect on your life and allow yourself to see and recognize the things for which you are deeply grateful for. The gifts in your life that you received just because you're here, that there wasn't a single thing that you had to do to earn them. You woke up this morning. Not everybody woke up this morning. You're breathing right now. You can't even take that breath in your lungs. That there's something so divine, so infinite, that sought you up. Because as VA so brilliantly expressed, only you can bring this unique gift into the body of humanity onto our planet. And when you were thought, when you were thought in the mind of spirit, God used the only substance that it had to create, which is itself, and wove you into existence from the very fabric of love itself. Take a moment now and just feel that deliciousness right now. It feels good, huh? All right. We're going to shift gears a little bit, but stay in this state of deep gratitude because now I'm going to invite you into what may seem like a, a complete opposite of what we just did. Because what I'm going to invite you to do now, from the state of gratitude, is to scan your life and to notice those places where you might have a sense of pinch, maybe a little bit of discontent a longing for something more, maybe even some real frustration around a particular area. And notice, as we were cultivating gratitude, there might be a little bit of a resistance to look at where some of your dissatisfaction or your discontent is. What I want to help you understand today that we live in a world of both ends. 
We are created to give thanks. And we are created to notice the nudge from Spirit in the form of our discontent to step into an even greater version of ourselves and of life itself. You are unlimited in your capacity to create. You are an infinite being with unlimited capability. And the only way Spirit has of waking you up to a greater awareness of who you are and who you are is by inviting you into something more magnificent. And the fuel then becomes your discontent or your longing. So as you answer the call to spirit by paying attention to that dissatisfaction, that discontent, you discover more of who you're created to be and you deepen your awareness of God's presence in your life. And this is what we're up to today. Y'all game? All right, so let me share with you why I am on fire with this. I've been a student of universal laws um, over three decades now. When I, I was 22 and I found it, so do the math, I'm 58. Um, I just did the math for you. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, I found unity at a really dark time in my life, and I began to apply spiritual law, and my life got better. Can anybody else relate? That you found unity and your life got better? Yeah. I, it, so <clears throat> let me ask that question again. Well, let me ask this: How many people are new? Okay, so we have one or two new people. So now I'm going to ask the question again: Did your life improve when you found unity? I want to see everybody except three hands go up. <clears throat> yeah, otherwise you wouldn't keep coming back, right? There's something here that brings you back. So my life got really good. And I, I reached the level in two areas of my life in particular, the area of my, um, my vocation and my income, where it felt like I just got stuck. Now, outside looking in, I wanted for nothing. In fact, when I felt this longing for more in those two areas, and the reason I wanted more in those two areas was because I wanted to make a bigger impact with my work and with my wealth. And when I felt that longing for something more, there was a part of me that almost backed away from it because I felt guilty, like I was being ungrateful to God. The other thing I've come to realize is that we as human beings become really good at numbing that discontent, of pulling back from that dissatisfaction, and normalizing good enough. We've come to learn how to um, live from a state of good enough and think that that's good enough. As a divine son or daughter of spirit, do you think God created you to live a good enough life? And that was the thing that I was getting in touch with. So I gave myself a gift. And the gift was I became willing to feel my discontent long enough to be willing to do something different. So right now, once again, go back to that place, and I encourage you to look at four areas of your life. There is your health, your relationships, your vocation, your work in the world, whether it's paid or volunteer, and your freedom in your, in your calendar and your checkbook. Do you own your calendar, or does, does somebody else dictate what you do? 
or don't do? And do you play the money me I game? Do you go to your checkbook to ask permission as to whether or not you can do something? When I looked at my discontent, <clears throat> and I gave myself permission to really feel the depth of it, I became willing to do whatever it was going to take, and I made a decision that I didn't care what was required. I was going to get the spiritual success stuff figured out. In fact, what I wanted was a paint-by-numbers spiritual success system. Would anybody else like that? Yeah, the simplicity of it. I also knew I'd gone as far as I could on, on the way that I was doing it, that I wanted very structured help. This is when I discovered the power of a highly calibrated mentor. I began to look around, look for somebody who was effectively teaching law, demonstrating it in her life, and knew that she cared about whether or not I succeeded. Found my mentor, Mary Morrissey. I've been working with her personally for the last eight years. At that moment, made a decision to step into something that I had never even known existed in terms of what real support looked like. Had to take a breath to do it, and I was on my way. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Now, why this is important to you? Number one, this is the beginning of the process of transformation. It's to really touch that place of discontent and, and become willing to make a decision in a way that you've never decided for before. Now, this is a highly successful group. You've done this. Now, it's what's next? What's the next level of doing this? The second piece of why this is important to you is that as I stepped into that structure, I discovered a system that as I have applied these spiritual laws systematically with a granular level of understanding and application that I didn't have before, my life has fundamentally transformed in every area. So the two areas <coughs> excuse me <coughs> two areas in particular that were really up for me, my vocation and my income, let me share what happened as a result of a whole nother level of understanding and application. At the height of my frustration, I was serving maybe 50, 60 people annually. It was a really good work, and I wanted to have a bigger impact. I now have the honor of serving thousands of people, literally around the world, building out lives that they want. And I love what's happening in the area of my income as it continues to grow exponentially allowing me to serve organizations and causes that are deeply meaningful for me in a highly impactful way. I'm deeply committed to helping anybody awake, aware, compassionate people like us grow our impact with our work, with our presence, and with our wealth because this is how we will restore the natural state of wholeness to the planet. Anybody else into that with me? Yeah, yeah. We live in Southern California now. I, my husband and I have been together for almost 32 years. Our relationship just keeps getting richer, vibrant health. Every area of my life has continued to transform. But here's the thing I want you to hear. I love the results. Love the results. But what the results reflect is the internal transformation in the process. Bob Proctor says that goals, your goals are not for the getting. They're for the growing. It's for who you become in the process. And that's what we're up to today. Y'all still with me? All right. So, foundation. The foundation of this is fundamental unity principles. It's to understand that we are in 
infinite being created with unlimited capacity to create anything that we can think of. And what's that creative capacity? It's our thinking capacity. It's the faculty of your imagination. Quantum physics is now proving what spiritual masters have taught throughout the ages. What you predominantly mentally rehearse in this faculty of our imagination and you charge with your, our emotions, it has a frequency. There's a vibration to it. That vibration is, then, is a signal that then gets sent out into this quantum field where there are waves of energy unformed hanging out in what's called superposition. And in some fantastical way that I don't understand, but I, I don't have to understand it to be able to apply it, it then organizes according to the track that you laid down with the predominant thought pattern of, of the images that you're holding. Charles Fillmore, thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. It's basic 101 law of attraction uh, information. I'm seeing lots of head nods, so I'm assuming you've heard this before. Maybe the three new people haven't, but I know everybody else has. And I'm, my sense is the three new people have as well. But the, you, Joanne speaks to this. It's your mission. It's your, it's your purpose for the year. Imagine how reverently we would treat this if we really got this. Folks, this is the most potent energy in the entire universe. There is nothing more powerful than our capacity to create. And guess what? You are always creating. You can't turn this faculty off. And if we really understood that, then we would come to understand and we would dedicate our lives to living from the most powerful, potent, holiest of all questions that we can learn to live from, which is, what would I love? What would I love? What would I love to do, have, give, and be? Because it is love itself seeking a richer, freer, fuller expression by means of you. So right now, let's just take a moment, and I invite you just to gently close your eyes, and let's play in the realm of the imagination. So let's imagine. Let's go three years out. Not because it's a strategic plan, <coughs> but because there, you have a part of you that has an opinion about what it thinks you can accomplish in a year. So we're going to go three years out. Let's imagine it's May 27, 2021. It all worked out. You and I are talking, and you're sharing with me about your life. You love your life. What's the conversation that we're having? What's happening in the realm of your head? What are the images that you, are, you see that reflect a vibrant relationship with your body and health? How about the images of your relationship? The depth, the breath, the fun, the intimacy. Who's in your life? And, and what's the rhythm of those relationships? Your vocation. Your sharing, your gifts, your talents, your capability in the, capabilities in the world that truly make a profound difference. What does that activity look like on a daily basis? And your freedom on your calendar. You own your calendar. 
There's a rhythm to your calendar. It's a life-giving rhythm. And what's flowing into your checkbook and what are you doing with your money? See the images. Feel the feelings as if it's already done. Because in the invisible realm, in the quantum field, it already is. Move around in that world. Y'all with me? All right, when you're ready, gently open your eyes. Who played along? Raise your hand if you played along. All right, now, if you really played along, you'll notice that there were two phenomenons that got triggered, which makes it such a powerful, transformative process. One of the things to understand is that what you just tapped into is your life force, that that's life always calling you into a greater expression of who you are created to be and a greater awareness of God's presence in your life. And there is this gravitational pull back to right where you are. There's this inertia that gets triggered and starts talking the minute you start thinking something more expansively. And it will do everything in its power to bring you right back where you are. And here's how it shows up. Number one, we as a species have been highly trained to trust form. We trust the facts. You trust the information that the five senses give you. So without even being aware of it, I watched, and I have to be mindful of this myself, we go out and we gather the data, the information that the five senses gives us, to determine what we say we even want. You go to your calendar, you go to the opinions of others, you go to the experience of others that may not have uh, been successful in what it is that you want to do, you go to your checkbook, you go to your age, you go to your geographical location. And it's stunning how all of those things, when given room, will just chip away. It just chips away at what you say you really want until you land on something where you say, well, I could do that. If you're saying, I could do that, it's not big enough. It's not big enough. One of, the, one of the, the powers of this is that it requires us to come to understand, and I want you to write this down, image is supreme over form. Image is supreme over form. And what I mean by that is that the image is the power, the form is just simply the echo of what the previous image was. But what happens is people see the form, they let the forms inform the image, they believe the image because they're seeing it in the form, and now you've got this circular, let's just stay right where I am, because you're seeing the form, it's generating the feelings, you're believing all of it, and that then dictates where you go from there. But part of this process is to truly come to understand the power of the image. Facts are malleable as you understand that image is supreme over form. You all following me? Second thing that gets triggered, you have a habit for how much good you will allow yourself to experience. Every single one of us has a success set point. In fact, you are literally biologically wired for whatever the degree of good is in your life. And this is a highly successful group. You have a high degree of, of abundance and good in your life. And guess what? Spirit's not done. So when you start thinking about doing something more expansively, that will challenge that current state of abundance. 
everything gets triggered inside of you to just bring it right back down to where you currently are, it's good. It's good. It's good enough. And prevents you from really moving into this even greater state of alignment. Can anybody see that in your life? Yeah. Yeah. So, the good news is, there's a way to address it. There's a process. There's a formula. I'm going to get deeper into it this afternoon. But it's to really begin, number one, to understand the power of the image and to give yourself permission to start living into that question, what would I love? The second piece with that is we, as we begin to transform it is that you begin to build a relationship with the man or the woman who created those results. Remember, the whole purpose of your dream is to grow you into an even greater version of who you are created to be. Who you are today is a perfect fit for your current facts and conditions, for your current life. A perfect fit for your current life. You are not a fit for this dream life. How do we know it? It's not in our results. I include myself in this conversation. So as you begin to build a relationship with the person who grew into a match for those results, and you begin to identify yourself with that person, we will never outperform the way we see ourselves. So this whole process is growing the way that we see ourselves. And so you literally zip yourself into the skin of the man or the woman who created those results. The way you do that is with two questions. Number one, if it all worked out, how would I feel? I would feel so grateful, fulfilled, joyous, faith-filled. The beautiful thing is that you have this remarkable second superpower. One of them is your image. The second superpower is that you have the ability to generate the way you feel before your facts give you permission. Second way that you begin to build a relationship with the person who created those results is that you ask. So the person who is now living from that state of awareness as evidence in my results, how does that person drive down the interstate? How does that person walk into the room? How does that person fix breakfast? How does that person go to bed at night? How does that person interact right now? Because there's nuanced differences that that person begins to put on energetically and show up differently that sends signals to rearrange the energy. The reason why this is so important is that as you are literally zipping into the energetic signature of the man or the woman who created those results, you now have access to a whole nother level of creativity and a connection to the stream of intelligence that's always communicating with us. The reason why this is important is because now you can see opportunities that have always been there, but you couldn't see them from thinking from the state of awareness that created your current results. And then from this state of being, you're able to now access what your next step is. And the question to work with to access, what your, actually two questions, to access what your next step is, number one, if I really believed my dream was possible, what's the action step I would take right now? Second question to work with, what can I do where I am with what I have? Realizing we have way more resources than what we can see when we're thinking from the state of awareness that created our current results. And you're doing this before the facts are informed. Here's where the rigorous discipline comes in. Because all along, that voice is nipping at your heels. 
That part of you is going out and continuing to gather the data that tells you this is not reasonable, it's not sensible. You know, and every single one of you has done this at least once, several times in your life, right? And it's learning how to now live from this state consistently and not become, not, not get in that place of complacency and good enough. But as you do this, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Watch how you transform and your facts literally rearrange before you and you are growing your capacity to accommodate a greater degree of good as you do this. We have to literally train ourselves, just like we train our muscles, to let more abundance, to make welcome more abundance into our life. But watch as you do this. It's like you turn around and you look at your life and you say, Oh my God, I love my life. And that's how we are created to live. All right, so let's get you going here. Here's your homework. Marching orders. Come to the workshop this afternoon. I know some of you may think you have plans, but the great thing about being an adult is that you can change your plans. Change your plans. Come this afternoon. I get it. I grew up in Wisconsin. I know what it's like to have these early spring days. We'll be out early enough. It's staying late, longer. Uh, you're off tomorrow. So come spend an afternoon dedicated. Invest an afternoon in you and your dream. Really start living from this powerful question, what would I love? There's nothing more sacred that we can do to bear witness to the power of spirit moving through us by learning to live from this question. Begin to put on the identity of the man or the woman that created this new degree of result. Keep taking those bold action steps as you're asking that question. Get support. We are not meant to do this alone. Come into this amazing community and allow it to support you and celebrate along the way. Notice the, the shifts and the changes that are happening because it's evidence of you coming in alignment with God's greater declaration of good in your life. Because as we do this, just take a moment and imagine a world where every man, woman, and child were living from this state of awareness. Truly, my friends, this is the kingdom of heaven here on earth. See you this afternoon. God bless.